Hi, welcome to 3Dog. This is an hour-long flow class. Thanks so much for joining us. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. Um, any yoga props that you have or something that kind of looks like a yoga prop. So if you've got a pillow, if you've got uh, just just anything that looks kind of like this stuff, I'll always bring it out. Uh, supported Shavasana can look a lot of different ways. And it, it's something I don't, we don't do too often. And that's my fault. Uh, it's it's kind of fussy until you get it dialed in for yourself. So if you have two blocks, get two blocks. If you also have a blanket, grab a blanket. If you also have a bolster or you have a second blanket or a towel that could work like a bolster, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it to you guys to be as creative as you as you want to be. So if you have if you have nothing that looks like blocks blankets, bolsters, because you're like on an Antarctic expedition and um, you're living in a yurt or something, like, then good on you for doing yoga at all. Uh, you can just lie down on the floor or the ice as it will be. Uh, if you've got some props, the reason we would do supported Shavasana is to make ourselves more comfortable in relationship to gravity. For some of us, gravity pulls on us in Shavasana in ways that are they're not so comfortable. So if you're if you're super comfortable in shavasana already, you may not need this uh, to be comfortable. I actually find that I do need it to be completely comfortable. My low back, if if low back is an issue in shavasana, this could help. Uh, you can also do it because it's a little more restorative. It gets the legs up, um, which gives us just a little bit of an inversion quality uh, in the pose. So I'm gonna give like step by step. Uh, into this right now so that later when it comes to shavasana time in any class or this class you can set yourself up if you want um, and and what we're going to kind of do with this is like taste the ingredients as as you add them so we'll have like one setup and then move on to the next setup and you can add uh, delete whatever you need to do uh, to your taste so first thing if you have two blocks if what you have is two blocks, uh, then they're going to go underneath your calf muscles, right at the lowest part of your calf. So they're not on your Achilles tendon. They are like in that space where you're not sure if it's your calf anymore. You're not sure if it's your, your ankle. Uh, it's somewhere between. <laughs> We're all going to be a little different. Blocks are going to be a little different. But when you lie back, your, your feet are lifted off the floor. Your, your legs are like Shavasana, uh, the, you know, the width and the, the rotation of Shavasana, and the blocks underneath. The uh, it, it feels like they're not pressing too much on the Achilles, they're not pressing too much on the calves. If you're getting like a, a trigger point massage, then probably too much. If you have a blanket or a towel that you can drape over the blocks, if you like to be just a little bit more comfortable there. If you have uh, the blanket that you can just lay over it, towel that you can just lay over it. Uh, this is where it gets into like this can be a little fussy, but once you get your recipe, right, it's just like anything else that you learn to cook, like you get pretty good at it. Um, I hear, that's what I've heard. <laughs> so, uh, lying down with the feet propped up, I'm just gonna get a sense in your body of does this work for you? Is it helpful? 
in any way, does it feel good in any way, it's different, right? it may or may not be better than your actual Shavasana experience, but you're taking a moment to register the sensation in your body. step one and if, if that just works for you and you're just really pleased with how everything feels right now the world is going well for you you can stay uh, there's also the option of bringing this uh, contraption the blocks the blankets underneath your knees so that when you lay out and you kind of get the block to a comfortable point uh, f- above the knee so you're, you're on the back of the thigh, the side of the thigh, and the, the knees kind of bend over the blocks. Again, having a towel or blanket over top of the blocks, super nice to just cushion that and to make that more restful for the legs. This uh, is one of the ways that if your low back tends to be a little tricky in Shavasana, this can help. It can help ground the sacrum. Uh, then if you happen to have won the yoga lottery and you also have a bolster or another set of blocks or a rolled up blanket that you could then place underneath the uh, calves again where the uh, it was before, right, then you can also kind of have that. And, uh, and like, I usually don't fuss with this in Shavasana, but I wish I did because it's a lot more comfortable. So uh, one of the things with Shavasana is that a lot of yoga classes uh, taught by your teacher just kind of end with and Shavasana. Um, Knowing what makes you comfortable and how if you could be more comfortable to do that for yourself, it's worth the time it takes to explore. a few more breaths here with this uh, this variation of sh- supported shavasana whichever one you're, you're currently in or maybe you're just lying on the floor it's totally cool and just, is there anywhere that could be more comfortable in your body some things to consider you might slide your shoulder blades outward a nice way to do that for yourself is to uh, take one arm across the body Catch the opposite shoulder blade, slide it away from the center line, and then just slowly do the other side. Right? One hand catches the opposite shoulder blade, slide it out, and then the arms rest out to the sides. And check in with the back of your neck. Pick your head up, slide the head back, and, and lengthen the back of your neck to a degree of comfort for you. Now let the muscles of your face soften away from the nose. Just moving away from the center line down into gravity. Just have a moment to feel your breath move through your throat. And get your jaw moving around a little bit and take out any excess tension there to make the breath easier to move through your throat. As you're moving your breath down into your rib cage, feel the natural expansion of the inhale and the rising up that gives you. 
And then there's the, the abdominals, right? The breath ends up meeting up with the abdominal cavity and the movement of the diaphragm, right? And for most of our active practice, we work on drawing this area in, right? And let's be honest, a lot of our day when we're, we're moving around, we're, we're using it a lot, we're drawing it in. And then there's just the psycho-emotional, societal, like drawing the abs in of, uh, thing that we as humans do. Have a few moments to practice the opposite. Just like to let the abdominals get so loose. We're not puffing them out. We're not trying to do anything with them. We're just letting them let go. Which is not always the easiest experience for us. It's like we know when we're working something and we know how to work harder at something. And that's good a lot of the time. Can we like also figure out how to to work easier, to try easier, to be able to willingly let go One way to go about that with the abdominals is just simply this focus on breath of let the ribs expand as much as they will, just this gentle, soft expansion. And let the abdominals go with. And a lot of times we'll actively uh, use the abdominals to press the breath out instead I just letting the breath escape. Like it just finds its own way out. That's not really what's happening. The uh, the body is still working to, to move the breath out, but we're just doing as little as we possibly can to get the breath out. It just goes. It just escapes you. those breaths. And then depending on where you are in the, the supported Shavasana, right, uh, getting out of it. I'm just going to start by wiggling your fingers and toes like we usually would, find the edges of you and have the body awareness out to, to periphery. And if you've got something underneath your knees, you're just going to step your feet to that thing. If you don't have anything under your knees, then you just step your feet in. And then roll to your right side. And we'll make our way up to seated. And then if you've got props to, to manage, it's, uh, it's nice to just kind of clear them out of your way and put them where, wherever you'd like to. There's no hurry. Uh, well-aligned props can be a nice part of a well-aligned yoga practice. We feel a little better when 
things are where we want them. If that's true for you, take your time. We'll make our way to Down Dog. Ultimately, the alignment practice is about bringing us into to harmony with ourselves. So, anything that increases that for you, do it. As we're here in Down Dog, one of the ways we do it, equalize the work of all four limbs. So you press your hands down and forward and press your feet down and out. And you control the volume knob there of, of how much to do that. And you can play with it, like, so like everything's on the same volume knob, right? But play with turning it up, turning it down, right? How much is too little work for you? How much is too much? Where's a range that you feel good in? Where all four limbs can work equally as one thing. Add to that lifting of your abdominals. The, the lower abdominals lift up and in. And let your breath expand your upper back. So that each inhale you, just like, you feel the space behind your heart. Broaden. Maybe it's a little bit. Maybe it's a lot. But it's part of this whole thing. So that we exhale. We're pressing the floor. We're drawing the abdominals in. And on the inhale, you get this spread of your upper back. And we'll look forward forward into ragdoll. Take the feet a mat distance apart. If you need them close together or wider apart, go for it. And we'll fold the arms. And bring uh, the pinky finger of one hand into the elbow crease of the other. Unless it's just like so hot where you are that you can't even stand to to hold on to your own arms. If you're already just like slippery, keep your hands like, on the floor. Or grab a towel. Um, and if you can interlace the arms, what it's doing for you is providing like the weight of, of both arms and drawing you downward into the pose. And above all, what we're trying to do with the, the intertwining of the arms here is give every part of the body something to do. Feet pressing down and out. Legs lifting up through inner thigh, outer thigh. And a steep hinge at your hip. And you need to bend your knees to feel better in your low back. Do that. Feel your ribs move with your breath. Exhale, there's a slight downward action of the head or the elbow points. Correlating with the, the pressure down into your feet. And then we'll release hands to mat and walk the feet together. 
<laughs> press down to the floor and roll up to stand mountain pose and you're really going to lift from your feet through your fingertips one long line through your body just let the arms go up and out upper body get as spacious as they can go you're driving your feet down you're lifting up through the center of your chest pinky and ring fingertip and then keep the uplift of the stance of the central body and bring hands to heart center so it'll float them down the heart center with the, the body still in that fully lifted state fully elongated state pause and breathe we build out poses we're not always going to be able to do every single pose every day but we're always going to be able to breathe if you're if you're alive you're going to be able to breathe the essential core of yoga is breathing so that's good news you can always do yoga you breathe in you breathe out the next thing in the yoga pose is the ground how you're working the ground so if you're breathing and you're grounding the part of you that's touching the yoga mat, you're doing yoga. The third layer, right, core body, right, the, the center of the pose. Right, so abdominals are moving in. The upper back is working to keep you upright here. There's a lift to the center of your chest. Get the breathing, you're grounded, you're centered, you're doing yoga. And there's the expression. Right, so it could be how deep we go in a pose, how strong we turn that volume up, how much we, we reach into a pose. Right. That's like the last piece of the puzzle, and it's the first thing to go if something needs to go in order for you to stay breathing, grounded, and centered. On an inhale, you're going to reach up, possibly back, right, just to the full extent of your capacity to reach and move outward and stay grounded in your feet, still breathing. One more breath in. When we exhale, you're going to bend at your knees, send your hip crease back, bow forward. And same thing here, you're going to curl in, we're going to be here for a breath or two. We just let the head drop and you're bowing in to the greatest extent you can while feet stay grounded, you're still moving your breath. Feel a sense of center, the abdominals drawing in. Take halfway lift, flat back, hands to your shins, or arms at your sides like locust or airplane. That's going to be more work for the core body, more work in the upper back and the abdominals specifically. Right, pause here, breathe. Lengthen the back of your neck. Breath in. Breath out, we'll release down. Arms around the legs, hug into the forward fold, bend your knees just as a, as a little kind of softness there for the low back. And then one more breath here into your nose. Let it out through your mouth. 
Pressing into your feet, drive through your heels. We'll come up to standing mountain pose. Again, you're just going to light up the whole thing. Feet stay grounded. You've got a full breath in. And then full breath out to bow. Bend at your knees. Send your hips back. You bow in as deeply as you go, drawing your abdominals in, pressing your feet into the floor. End of the exhale. Halfway lift your choice to have your hands on your shins or to reach the arms back beside for a little more upper back strengthening. And plant the hands and step back. High plank or low plank. And breathe in upward facing dog. Press your hands down, press your feet down. And then as you exhale, down dog and press your hands down and forward. Lift the hips up and back. Look forward. Walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, press your feet down, draw your heart forward. Arms by your sides if you like that. And exhale, bow forward. So that, that locust strengthening we get there, really good for uh, balancing the posture after sitting at a desk or in a car. Press your feet down, reach up, or just doing life. Reach up and out. Exhale, we'll bow forward. Inhale, halfway lift. When you're reaching your arms by your sides, your palms are down. Reach back the fingertips, feel the upper back muscles slide down. And then hands to the mat. Step back, breathe out. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Press your hands down forward, feet down and out. Feel the end of your breath. And look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Press your feet down, lift halfway. The arms extend back by the side, reach the fingertips back of your head slides forward. And then exhale, bow forward. Press your feet down, dig the heels in, reach up and out, mountain pose. Press your feet into the floor as you bow forward. We breathe in, lift halfway. Take your arms beside you if that's still working for you. If your upper back gets tired, right, and definitely use hands on legs. Hands to your mat, step back. Chaturanga. Da up dog. Press your hands down, your feet down. Downward facing dog, breathe out. Forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Feet down and in, draw your heart forward, little up. And exhale, fold. One more round. Drive your feet down, reach up to standing. Heart up, arms wide. Spread through your upper back. And exhale, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway, press your feet down, abdominals come up and in, heart forward, slide the shoulder blades down your back, back of your head forward, plant your hands, step back, 
press the floor as you lower. Chaturanga, upward facing dog, hands and feet down, back of your head slides up. Down dog, breathe all the way out. Bring your knees down to your mat and take child's pose. Feel tops of your feet on the floor. If you can, bring your arms by your sides and let the shoulders round over the knees. Let the arms fall into gravity. If that's not comfortable on your shoulders, then ditch it for sure. So, that strengthener in, in half lift with the arms to the sides, really, really good for us in terms of, kind of balancing not only our daily posture, but the the pushing actions that we do in yoga like chaturanga and down dog and uh, it's really good to the point that you can execute it well if it starts to be tiresome uh, you'll you'll note that most likely in your low back right? and that's a sign like to get your hands to your legs like, do a little less but do it well right? that, that'll serve you like in just pretty much every yoga pose ever right your ability to, to organize and execute a pose well for, for your benefit, like to, to your standard, you feel well when you do it. Right? That, that's when you know you're, you're getting it right. And that's going to change throughout the duration of even one practice. So how do we know? Are you breathing? Can you ground? Can you center? Those are, the, those are the last three things in the lifeboat. Right? Everything else can get kicked out of the lifeboat. All the fanciness, all the fussiness. Even even the, the good for us strength stuff right? can be let go if it needs to be. Come on up to your hands and knees. Send the hips up and back to down dog. Press your hands down and forward and squeeze your right leg tightly and float it up behind you for three-legged dog. And then bend the upper knee. Let the hip open. So the, the hips turn toward the right. As you do, press your hands down and hike the left hip up. So it's gonna tend to slide out to the left. Draw it up and back, and breath in. Breathe out, right knee into your chest, take a big step into a low lunge. Bring the back knee down for a moment, let the chin drop in. Have a breath here. And keep the chin dropped, we're gonna inhale, straighten the back leg, tighten it, press into your front heel. Lift the hips up and back, you're straightening the front knee to whatever degree you're straightened. Lifted pyramid, all the way out, in, breathe out, next inhale, and drop back into the low lunge, and keep the back leg tight and straight, or you could put the knee down if you prefer, right hand to the right thigh, twist, rotate, stack your right shoulder as much as you can on top of the left. On an inhale, if you like, open the right arm to a cactus, a bent elbow, and press the shoulder blade toward the spine. When we exhale, 
Next, you come back to low lunge, fingertips down, back knee down. Press both feet into the mat, lift up. Press your feet down, draw your abdominals in. Reach longer through your left side. So your left foot presses the mat, left fingertips reach up. You might catch the left wrist with the right hand. Breath here, elongate left side of the body. When we exhale, release that. Hands down, step back, down dog or chaturanga. Up dog. And down dog. Pause for a moment, feel down dog. Hands, feet, arms, legs, abdominals, upper back. Set your gaze between your feet. Next breath in, left leg up. Three-legged dog will bend the knee, open the hip, stack left over right. There'll be a strong tendency to kind of drop the right side. Press both hands down, right hip crease up. The other is not wrong or bad, it's just uh, paying attention. Press your hands down, draw the abdominals in, knee up, and then exhale, knee into your chest. Take a big step, low lunge. Bring the back knee down, drop the chin in. Breath here. Breath all the way out. Tuck the back toes. Squeeze the back leg straight. Press into your front heel. Rock back. Lifted pyramid. Head drops. Front knee as straight as it's going to go. Next, inhale, rock back to low lunge, squeeze the back leg tight or put the knee down, your choice. Left hand to the left thigh to rotate, twist. Stacking shoulder over shoulder, if you like. Inhale, left arm open and slide the left shoulder blade toward the spine. Good. Bring that back in, low lunge, back knee down. Be set up well in your feet. Breathe in. Reach up. Janiyasana. You feel balanced, steady. Right. Then reach to the right arm and catch the wrist with the hand. So that's the first thing as you're breathing. Thing as you feel the ground, you feel steady. You feel lifted through your abdominals. Then the fancy stuff with the arms. Exhale, release down. Hands to the mat. We'll step back, down dog or chaturanga. Upward facing dog. Downward facing dog. Cool. Breath in. Empty it out. Press your hands down forward. Eyes set between your feet, soft. Mm. Look forward, walk or lightly hop. Press your feet down. Draw your heart forward and bring the arms to the sides if you still like that for your upper back, your abdominals. 
exhale, bow forward, down and in. And then Ukatasana, chair pose, dig your heels in. And then any way you'd like to have your arms, you can reach forward and up, reach straight ahead forward, hands to heart, cactus. There's probably a dozen more that you can think of. However you have the arms, we're going to work with the shoulder blades. So on your inhale, you're going to slide your shoulder blades wide on your back. On your exhale, you're going to pull the shoulder blades in towards your spine. So anywhere you have your arms, you can do that work. Inhale, broaden. And exhale, draw in. Broaden. In. So you're giving your mind something to do with the inhale and exhale. As you exhale, press evenly into the three points of your feet. There's a little more emphasis on the heels, but the two sides of your foot stay evenly pressed down. We'll all have our tendency to roll out or roll in. Right. Exhale, press the feet down, pull the shoulder blades together. Inhale, the shoulder blades slide apart. One more of those. All this just distracting you from the fact this is a really long katasana. Or maybe not. Breathe in, lift your chest. And breathe out, bow forward. Whatever it was, it's now over. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. And hands to your mouth. High push-up or low push-up. Transition into up dog, breathe in, lengthen the front of your body. And down dog, we'll breathe all the way out. Right foot forward, back foot flat, warrior one. The first thing we'll do is bring the arms down at the sides. And just like, let them go, let them be noodles. Then walk your stance a little longer than usual. Right. Doesn't say you stay there, but just a little longer than usual. And what does it feel like? Does it feel like you're overdoing it? If it does, you're overdoing it. Like in yoga, if it feels like you're overdoing it, by definition, you're overdoing it. But if it feels just like new, different, challenging, good, then stay. Pull into your front heel, press the back foot away, squeeze the back leg. On an inhale, take the arms up overhead and wide. With your exhale, pull the elbow down. You're doing like the like the heaviest lap pull down, or you're doing pull up, right? And then with your inhale, you're gonna float the arms up. So this is like imagination training, but you're imagining pulling down a heavy weight, and then the release of that weight just lets your arms float. So we're creating a, a sensory experience. And somewhat we're creating like the emotional experiences in our body of being really strong, really focused, really light and free. If you like, you can close your eyes. and You just press your feet down, you pull the abdominals, and you pull the elbows down. And stay anchored through your feet, but feel it being drawn up with your inhale. One more pull down. And then that practice of just letting it go, letting the 
arms and the chest rise up. And then hands to you the mat. Look forward, step back, down dog, or low push up. Upward facing dog. Downward facing dog. You're gonna set your gaze between your feet and have breath here. Or child's pose. Breathe all the way out when you're empty. Left foot forward. Come up warrior one. I'm going to take the arms by the sides and again just let the arms just, just let them be noodles. Then, like if you haven't already, uh, step the front foot forward or the back foot back. Make the stance a little longer. Be as generous with the stance as as your body will allow on this side. And once you've once you've dialed it in for yourself, and, and do take the time to explore. Like we usually set up by default, so taking some time to choose your stance, right? It's always a good idea. Definitely, we've got the time for it here. If something feels off, adjust. Right? So, checking with ankles, or if you happen to grip too much with your toes, how are your knees feeling, how's your low back feeling. Right. Take the arms up. Just that practice of pulling down. Press your feet in the forward, strengthening the upper back, we're strengthening the pull muscles that we don't get too much in yoga. And then releasing. Right, right. Practicing strengthening our letting go muscles. Which those aren't anatomical, but you get the idea. This, like, you are physically doing the work of taking your arms up overhead for sure. Close your eyes and you get the sensory experience of pulling all the strength, all the centering up that you can do, and just. Let your arms free float. Let things be easy. And then again, you like you pull down and pull in. And when you breathe in, you just let it be easy. Like for clarification, this is not easy. You're still really like in your legs and core, but you're allowing ease like, to happen with the arms, with the chest. One more. Press your feet on the floor as you exhale. Draw your abdominals in. Pull the elbows down. Use the back and just release it. Let the arms reach up. Let them pull your chest up. Then we'll take hands to mat, down dog, or low push up. Upward facing dog. And down dog. Breathe all the way out. Set your eyes between your feet, drishti gaze. Breath in. And just let it out. Let it escape. Look forward between your hands. Step your right foot on the center line of your mat. Back foot flat. Up and around to warrior two. Same routine. We're just going to drop the arms out of it. Let them be loose. And then walk your feet. Just a little further apart than you usually do. And if that's not for you, totally cool. Like, if you try something new and you find out that your default was the right setting, right, then then cool. You just proved yourself right. right. You might as well try on something new and then like prove yourself right if you want to. Uh, by seeking another viewpoint, we have that opportunity right, to to 
actually find that something else works, or to confirm what was already happening. And we'll take the arms out into warrior two, and then front arm's gonna wrap the back arm into eagle. So a few variations on doing that, you can intertwine the forearms, if that works for you, great. If it's better for you to take the bear hug version, where you wrap the arms around the opposite shoulder blade, go for that. If it's better for you to hold the left arm across your chest, right, any and all, right, you've got those options and you can try them all. You don't have to pick one. And the act of selection, the act of like freedom of choice right, in itself is good to remind yourself like you've got choices. Press your feet down to the floor, pull your abdominals in with the arms hugging each other. Give a little resistance, give a little active end range there. So you're pressing the arm bones into each other, or if you've got the bear hug, pulling the shoulder blades apart into the hands. Just give yourself just a little bit of resistance, or a lot, like you have the volume knob. Breathe out, press into your feet, draw your abdominals in. When you inhale, unwind the arms, let them just float up, both of them overhead. So soft, so light. And then look to the front of your mat. Plant your hands now. The arms work again. Push the floor away as you bend your elbows, chaturanga. Push the floor away for up dog. Then downward facing dog. Breathe all the way out. Get a breath here. As you let it out, hands press down and forward, feet press down and out, the abdominals draw in. Look forward between your hands. Step forward, warrior two. Cool. Again, it's like drop the arms out and then feel into the stance. So you just, like, if a longer stance works, cool, stay with it. too much is too much and if like the only thing you ever learned from your yoga practice was how not to like be too much on yourself that's a good yoga practice right that's like, it so as deeply as you want to sit or as deeply as the dog will let you sit and take the arms out in towards you and then the eagle arms the front arm is going to curl under so that you have left under the right in the traditional intertwine or the bear hug or you're holding the right arm across the chest with the left arm. So, any addition. And one more piece of the puzzle, you're going to press them into each other. Press the shoulder blades into the hands if you've got the bear hug. As you do that, check in with reactions in your teeth, in your jaw, in your throat, and undo enough to have a softness of jaw, face, of breath. When you exhale, feel your feet press the floor, your abdominals draw in. When you inhale, feel your rib cage expand. So with an exhale, press the arms into each other. And then with the inhale, 
Let all that unwind and float up. Arms get soft and light and full body expansion. Then cartwheel the hands down. Press the floor as you step back. Press the floor away as you bend the elbows and lower. Breathe in. Upward facing dog. Press the hands down. Lift the back of your head. Breathe out. Down dog. Breath in. Let it out. Look forward, walk, or lightly hop to the top of the mat. Press the feet down. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out. Fold forward. Press your feet down. Inhale, reach up to stand, mountain pose. down so bring your right arm down and when I catch the foot on the outside edge so the outer ankle uh, we, we usually don't catch like this uh, if you've been tuning in for a while but different uh, different scenario here so we're gonna catch the outside of the foot and if you uh, feel like you could be more grounded more balanced uh, go to a wall and put your hand on the wall what we're gonna do is focus on the action of pointing the right knee down squeeze the right glute and press the hips forward so more of a, a hip flexor opening here, more of a runner stretch. Uh, not that you have to be a runner to do it, but it's generally called the runner stretch. Good. Breath in. Long, slow breath out. Press your standing foot down. Squeeze the standing leg. And then to get the hand around the foot, you're just going to slide the palm of the hand around the toes until your hand's on the inside of the foot. On the inner arch side and your thumbs point same direction as your big toe. If that works for your shoulder, and is it like a be honest because it's your shoulder, kick the foot into the hand, press the hand into the foot. You take the more traditional version of dance if you like so you can cactus the left arm that can help true up the spine, the, the rib cage here. Breath in. And we exhale, just slow release, right foot down into its footprint. Hands to heart, we'll pause. Breath in. Long, slow breath out. Press down into your right foot. We'll inhale, reach the arms up. Wide, spread the fingers. And exhale, left arm down. Press into your right foot to lift left. You'll catch the outside of the ankle. And this may be like your preferred position for your hand. Totally cool. I just do this all the time. Press in your standing foot. Squeeze the left glute toward the hamstring. It's like you're trying to drop the tailbone. At the same time, hug the left leg in toward center. It's not like a do or die thing. Your knee can go slightly out to the side, but if you can get the inner thigh engagement, do that. Keep the knee kind of pointing down straight from the hip. Squeeze the left glute, press the hips forward with that action. And I'm just going to sneak the hand around the toes until the hand is on the inside of the foot, thumb pointing same direction as the big toe. Press down into your standing foot. Foot presses into the hand, hand presses into the foot. Feel like you can cactus the right arm, broaden through 
entire chest. Breath in. Breathe out, release slow. Hands to your heart. Foot to the mat. Pause and just take in the sensory experience of your body. Maybe really strong urge to move around. Instead, like just pause, download. There's a meditation quality here to feeling what you feel. And then if what you choose is like shaking it off is definitely the most advantageous thing for you, then totally do that. Often we're shaking it off before we even know what it is. Again, it's not wrong, it's not bad. But it's another way to practice mindfulness, sitting with our feelings, and letting them go in the most advantageous way if the, the need is there. Next inhale, we'll take the arms up and out. And exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway if you like. One more of these halfway lifts, it's like locust or airplane, arms at the sides, reach the fingers back, slide the head forward, plant your hands, step back. And go hide a little push up or step back to down dog. Breathe in. We'll meet up. Down dog, breathe all the way out. And then we're going to come down to the knees, hands and knees, and turn yourself to the right. So you can point your knees toward the right and bring your left hip down. Lie down onto your left side and bend both both knees stay bent. Bend your left elbow underneath your head so you're just gonna resting on the, the arm as a pillow. And then when you side lying dance or, or side lying bow is actually what it is. Uh, you catch the right foot with your right hand and then press the hips forward toward the side wall. So you can kick the foot into the hand, press the hips aside. You want more balance challenge. Straighten out the left leg. If you need more balance support, keep it bent for sure, and then you, you don't have to catch the, uh, the foot as high you can catch back near the toes. If you want to take the hand underneath, work the palm up variation, go for it. Breath in. You breathe out, you're going to release this, press up to your hands and knees, take your time, reorient hands and knees, and then point your knees over to the left, come over onto your right hip, and then right arm underneath the head, like a little pillow there, with the knees bent, you're going to assess the situation and Catch the foot and trying to get the body in as much of a a dancer-like position or a bow-like position as yours will, will do on the side. It's a coordination effort for sure. Stack your hips, stack your shoulders. Foot into hand, hand into foot. Press the hips forward, squeeze left glute. Keep that if you want to then turn the hand. Go for it. 
press the ground with the arm and the leg that are on the floor. Unwind this slowly to hands and knees. Pause here, breath in. Breath out. Then you're going to climb the right leg over the left. And I'll give you a moment to figure that out because this is going to be a moment. Uh, so you're crossing the legs here. So you're in hands and knees, but you crossed your right leg on top of the left. Your shin bones are at the diagonal so that your feet are toward opposite sides of your mat. So when you're looking back at your own legs, your knees are at center. And if you're at sides, if this is not working for you, I'll give you an option in a second. Uh, if this is working for you so far, you start to sit your hips back toward child's pose with the knees crossed. Eventually, you can then just kind of walk yourself over into Gomukhasana, which is the deep uh, cross-legged fold here. And uh, we'll just bow over the knees with the upper body soften, press the shin bones down, both shin bones down to the floor. This is not really your thing. Then you take uh, seated cross legs, just Sukhasana, Siddhasana, and easy cross legs. Uh, it's a different way of, different angle of getting into the hips and particularly good for that, that pressure of the shin bones down. It's getting the external rotation at the hip. And there's a volume knob and you choose how much of that to do. Pressing feet into the floor, shin bones down, and one more breath. You walk it out, untangle the legs, and then left leg over top. Step the left leg. We're just getting into this is gymnastic exercise. Then stretch the hips back. So you don't have to go all the way back. You can simply find that. Cross-legged, hands and knees, cross-legged child's pose type action works. Or we can go all the way back, sit to Gomukhasana or sit to seated cross legs. The way press the shin bones down. Upper body soften, face soften, jaw softens. through the seated, come down onto your back. Have any finishing poses that you like, so you know, further hip openers, back bends, twists, stuff you like. And then if you liked one of those variations on Shavasana, you can take your time to set that up. 
and if that seems like it was a long time ago and you don't quite remember what that is uh, there's the I will, I'll give you a visual here uh, rough job but somebody's got to do it where you take uh, two blocks and you have them underneath the calves the calves and the ankles you could use a blanket over them got the, the whole yoga tic-tac-toe game going. You've got the blocks with a blanket over top and then a bolster underneath your knees. Someone's standing there fanning you with a, a palm leaf and bringing you a cocktail. That'd be the obvious next step here. Most importantly with Shavasana, take the time to arrange yourself comfortably and the uh, truth about it is that not all of us are comfortable on our back. It's not always the easiest pose, just like child's pose isn't always a resting pose for everybody. So if you've been experiencing that, that Shavasana is hard physically, right? these elevations could help, constructive rest pose. It can also work uh, really similarly to the lifting of the knees here. If you prefer to be on your side or even on your belly for Shavasana, totally cool. And once you do get yourself set up well, just have a moment to let that imprint, the feeling of relaxation, of release. of letting go again is something that we we practice here and we return to the practice as often as we fall away from it you get a read on it with your breath breathing in and out comfortably have an awareness of your body that allows you to stay relaxed. And that's really what we're practicing is this, this allowing, right? the whole letting go thing. Not so much something we do, but something we allow for. Enjoy that yeah. undoing and allowing.
you're ready to come back. Start with your fingers and your toes, and if you're not quite ready, you want some more time here, for sure take it. If you can, do. Once you've established the periphery of your body, you know where you are in space, roll to your right side. And make your way up to seated. Feel your sitting bones on the mat, or the shin bones on the mat. And from there, just let the posture stack itself. The natural intelligence of your spine. And I'll take the arms and let them float up and out again, just allowing lightness to happen. Bring hands together at a heart center. Let the heart rise to meet the hands. Let you have space to breathe. And we'll draw thumbs to forehead center. Thank you all so much for being here this evening. Namaste. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.